At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. shit. I hate What's up, everybody? It's another episode of Hate to Break It to You. I'm back, and I'm going to get right into it. My guest today is... My name is Chuck Myers. Chuck, Chuck Myers. Myers. Is Thanks that... for having me, man. Listen, I'm going to get right into this. What? Uh... By the way, this is fine. You don't have to drive all the way up here. No, this is better. So, Chuck, have we ever met before? Have we worked together before? I reached out probably... It was about a year ago. I reached out, and uh, you know, I'd been running these shows down here in San Diego. Um, I kind of shot you a message. You were one that got back. You kind of, um, I think you kind of felt disrespected because I, I kind of lowballed you on the, you know, like what I offered, but I, this is all, you know, I, all, all this comes out of my pocket, you know, I'm not selling tickets or anything. And you were like, man, I can't do that. Um, and then. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you lowball me, Chuck? I mean, I didn't lowball you, but you know, it was kind of, it was more than what I was paying, you know, other headliners for sure. But um, I just want to see if I can get you to come down here, like within my budget, you know, cause at that point, you know, I, I've been kind of building it up and now I've got a little more support people that come, um, and you know, they're willing to donate and stuff, but eventually, you know, I'll be hopefully selling out an actual venue. So that's kind of, well, dude, first of all, you never lowballed me. You just made me an offer, which I don't remember. Right. But listen, it's like, it's not a lowball. There's no disrespect. It's like, am I going to drive to Diego to do some jokes, you know, for X amount of dollars? That's pretty much what it is. There's no diss there. You give it a shot. Yeah. Shoot or shoot, right? Exactly. So yeah. I hope it's not like, a, it's, it's okay if people say no, unless I was like an asshole. Was I an asshole? No, you were just, you were honest, which I respected. You were just like, man, I can't do that. Um, you told me like what I think the store was giving you. Uh, like you said, yeah, you need a door deal. I'm like, I don't even have a door. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know. No well, it's, you know, we're, we're getting to know each other. Now you're wondering probably, Jamie, you have a guy on don't even know his name. You know, what are we doing here? And you also play the guitar? I play a little bit, yeah. I've had one since I was probably 14. And how old are you? 29. I'll be 30 in a month. So. How long have you started doing how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, it's been about a year and a half on and off. So, year and uh, a half and you're already in my DMs. Yeah, man. And you got my attention. I'm uh, I'm bold. Either I have no friends or you've got something going. Could be a mix yeah. of both. Probably a mix, but more so I'm um, I'm in I'm um, I'm a go getter, man. I'm gonna reach out. I mean, if people don't get back, that's fine. But I know what you know. I know what I'm putting out there, and I'm gonna. You I know. know. I know you awesome. are, and I know you. Uh, that's where you got to be, man. So anybody listening, that's what you can just get in somebody's DMs. You know, you don't have to go to the manager. 
agent. Um, but I want to talk to you because, you know, even though you're newbie on the comedy scene and the, and the guitar scene, look at you. You're a young, handsome man. You're fresh-faced. You're probably fresh out of the shower. Uh, did you uh, – are you married? Single. You're single. Yeah. You're living the dream. Uh, you're in Diego. No girlfriend or girlfriend? No girlfriend right now. Or boyfriend? Uh, no, I'm into girls. You're into girls. Yeah, no, no, we have I'm to not ask. dating anybody. You got to ask. Yeah, absolutely, man. And whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> so, but here's the thing is most people don't realize that comedy is your dream and that's your night job. But your full-time day job is your A. I'm a nurse. I'm an RN. He is an RN. So there's so many people coming to me. Well, not so many, but there's so many people like asking. There's so many people talking online. There's so many people saying opinions. And this man right here, this young, handsome, healthy San Diegoan, fresh out of the shower, just literally just came from a 10-hour shift. Not only are we doing a show next week, 12? 12 hours, yeah. 12-hour shift. And after his shift, he showered. He's fresh off his COVID weekly test, negative. And now he says, I will do your pod. He was going to drive up here, this nice man. And, dude, I want to talk to you because you were starting to talk to me the other night. And I was just so fascinated by what you were telling me. And first of all, I just want to let you know that you don't have to say anything you feel com- uncomfortable with, and I will never burn you or burn a bridge. And you can use this as evidence. And that, first of all, thank you. You know? Yeah, man. Bless Thanks for you. having me. You're, you're a real fucking warrior. You're a real hero. You're a real human being. Like, I, I say what we do is, like, literally a joke, like acting and you know, doing comedy and dancing. It's, it's great, but it's like not what you do. And here you are in both worlds. But I will say through this time, I've never felt more of service except when I went to Baghdad. Like, I do feel that people really do appreciate it. Like, I just did a show today, my first show in three weeks in a parking lot at a senior center. Mm-hmm. And these seniors aren't getting much. And uh, they were thrilled to be able to go out and do that because they're literally stuck at home. And uh, I don't know if I should say that, but it was a parking lot. And like, even the cars were spaced. (laughs) So it was so far away. It was LA County approved, all this stuff. So dude, I want to talk to you because you're the real guy. You're the real person. What, I just read before we lined on that, the mayor says that every 20 minutes someone's dying in LA County. I believe it. I mean, I actually, I looked up the LA numbers and they're uh, very high. Yeah. It's, I want to say, I mean, they're up, I think it said like up 370% or something. Uh, the cases this, just this, you know, this week or whatever. So are, I, you don't have, are you allowed to tell me what hospital you work at or I don't want to get in trouble? Um, don't I, I work, yeah, I'd probably rather keep it. Uh, yes. Closed, so, but like I work at a university, a big university. Yeah, you work at a big university hospital. So, what is your typical day like when you get in there? COVID or non-COVID? 
Where COVID. Are what are you drinking Diet Pepsi for? Diet Coke. Jesus Christ. Me? Yeah. No, this is a beer, man. Oh, a, all right. If anybody deserves a beer. I need one. Yeah, drink five and you want to pull a PCP in and go for it. So, <laughs> so what, what's your day like right now? What's going on? So typical day. I mean, a lot of things have changed. Um, I mean, everybody, right? We've all, all, all of our lives are changed, but there's just more, more of a process. So now they've added, you know, just like you walk in any facility, right? And you have to say, do you have any symptoms, anything going on? So now we're to the point where we have, you know, um, we're not doing temperatures anymore, but we're doing, you know, self screenings. So I have to log on in the morning, do a self screening before I get to work. And it gives me like a, a green th- thumbs up. Um, so they're like, Hey, you want to, you got to show the green thumb to get in. I, I have to swipe my badge to get in the building okay. or actually to, to say like, okay, I'm here now, uh, which is not a clock in just like a, uh, does the temperature it works, but it's a lot of people don't even get temperatures. Correct. Um, I'll just say this. Um, you have to take the temperature, right? Uh, a lot of people, you know, they're hitting the wrist. They're like, they don't, you know, these, these people aren't taking temperatures every day so they're using these you know like a temporal you should be taking the temperature you know in the temporal artery right or this area of the head and they're so instead of pointing it at your head they should do it here they should be doing it here there are like uh temperatures um you know monitors that you can do right in the center of the head as well but um some are doing the hand um i just it's not always a symptom so you don't always have a fever you know like you can have a cough there's other symptoms you know but but let me ask you this. So there's a lot of people taking the temperature wrong just to start this off. That's what you're saying, correct? Yeah, it makes me laugh every time I walk in a place, yeah. Okay, so. that's amazing. So you go in there and you do your self-check-in and then you get in, you gear up. I'm just going to cut to the chase. What, yeah. are you, what are you seeing? You're going right to the COVID ward, right? That's so, where you work. So yeah, so I work in, it's a, like a surgical oncology uh, transplant unit you know, that's what we, and we do pulmonary. So pulmonary is like our main, you know, we get, if the flu minus COVID, we would get all the, you know, post-lung transplants, livers. Um, but we have, um, basically, you know, I go through the screening, I go up to the unit and I don't know if I'm going to have COVID that day for sure. Um, we went through a period where it was just all COVID and now we're to the point, like, guaranteed now when I go in in the last two weeks I'm going to have a COVID patient so when I get onto the unit I actually don't have to gear up right away I do have to wear a mask and now like I've you know I, I wear like a a skull cap just to cover my hair and stuff um, and that's new I've never worn that but um, they give me my assignment you know, I clock in, they give you my assignment and uh, unfortunately there's a lot of people that can't take COVID so I'll give you an example today I walk in and uh, I had patients yesterday. They weren't COVID, right? So I come in today and they go, hey, sorry, the nurse couldn't take COVID patients. You're going to have to take these patients today. Why can't that nurse take them? Um, They had, um, well, there was one nurse that was pregnant. There were a lot of nurses that day that couldn't take the COVID patients. One that was pregnant, one that had um, basically some immunosuppression. Um, from some disease so there, there was there were reasons that um, they couldn't take the patient so I took over um, but then mid-shift you know they 
said, hey, we're going to admit more COVID patients. Now that you're, you've discharged yours, you're going to have to give up your patients to the nurse that cannot get these patients. And then I admitted two more COVID patients. So that was, or actually the, the second one ended up not being COVID. So either way, um, you know, you go in, there's, a, there's one single door um, and you put on, you know, first you put on, I put on one set of gloves. Um, I, you know, I hand sanitize first one set of gloves. I put on the gown over that. And then I put on another set of gloves. So you always do two sets. Um, you put on your N95 mask. So it's a you respirator. Double glove it. I double glove it, man. Let it's me the tell one you, time. It, you've never double gloved it in your life. It's not true, actually. You know it, what I'm talking about, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's not recommended. Okay. In well, nursing, though, you should double gloving <laughs> is really... These in gloves, nursing, man. in nursing, you got to double glove it, but the other way, it cuts out circulation. The thing can barely stand up. Go ahead. That's true. I mean, dude, I couldn't tell you how many times you're, I'm cleaning up, you know, somebody had a bowel movement and I look up and my finger's missing on the glove and I'm like, fuck, you know? And Oh, um, you went, you touched brown. Straight brown to the finger, man. Yeah. Like brown, not COVID brown. I mean, sometimes not even brown, every color you can imagine, dude, you have every, we have a, we have a scale in nursing. It's called the Bristol school stool scale. Have you yeah. Heard Bristol farms. I don't want to mess that up with Bristol stools. No, look, look up the Bristol stool scale, but it's basically like one to seven. Seven is like complete, so, just diarrhea. One is, <laughs> is, is like basically constipation. So, and then so some, it's like a do it's like a dookie, a dookie chart. Yeah, so you want to be like somewhere around three. So, but either way, you know that. So that's a good reason to double glove because these gloves are they're not made well. So you, it's good to probably wear a couple pairs every time, if you're going to be cleaning stuff up, you know. Yeah, I, I would, I yeah, I, you know, right, right before even COVID, just that alone, you're a warrior. You're literally Thanks, cleaning man. up shit. So let me just ask you some questions because I want to get right into it. Yeah. For anybody asking, because again, everybody, I'm going to ask him a lot of questions. And again, this is a conversation, okay? So don't freak out. My beliefs are my own, and you can try to decipher them as you go. But, okay, is the virus real? Absolutely. Okay, so this is a nurse, everyone, who's on the front lines, who's sticking his finger in Dookie by accident. It is real. Okay. So, and you're seeing it. Are the hospitals full? I mean, we're getting there. My hospital specifically, where we're actually, every other hospital is very full. Ours is almost like getting there. We take a lot of... uh very sick patients um but we're we have one open bed in our icu so jesus christ yeah. Yeah. okay and how many ventilators do you have um on that unit i want to say we have roughly 15 ventilators going there's probably uh, i want to say like 40 to 60 in the hospital uh, that are they're not all covid you know but there's about 40 to 60 ventilated patients we have close to probably 200, 180 ventilators total in the hospital. So 
my next question is, yeah. people are dying and it's tragic. But one thing I was talking to Chuck about why I wanted to have him so bad is he gave me a breakdown of who's dying, what's dying. Tell me, because the news doesn't report enough about comorbidities. Now, correct me when I'm wrong. You said you've seen all types of people, unfortunately, pass, correct? All t- I've seen a lot of people. You're saying with, with COVID, right? With COVID. That's all I want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a lot of, a lot of patients die, uh, a lot of patients that are going to die or, you know, they're definitely, you know, they've, uh, they stay there for a long time. And even post COVID, you know, they're still sticking around in the ICU, you know, cause they have, you know, a lot of either they have side effects from things that have happened or, you know, the post COVID you're, you're, you end up with, you know, scar tissue in your lungs and, um, you become, you know, dependent on the ventilator and all that kind of stuff. So you, but I want you to, t- I want to pick up our conversation because yeah. I was talking about coming down there and meeting with you and doing some, uh, we were going to do this creative project together. Um, and I was like a little bit worried and you were easing my fears about the virus. So tell me what, how you were easing my fears and then how we know so much different from what we used to know. Yeah. So, um, number one, you know, the patients that we're seeing, you know, I mean, I can say the interesting, it's very interesting. And I don't know if it's that, you know, so I do work in California, but you know, we're close to Mexico. Um, 90 plus percent of my patients, at least personally, you know, this is not me talking for all national numbers. It more than 90, maybe more than 95% of my patients have been Hispanic. Um, there, every patient is either, they either have obesity. Um, they're not always morbidly obese, but they're obese. You know, um, they have hypertension, so high blood pressure, they have diabetes. Um, they have, you know, some type of heart disease, um, or they have some type of immunosuppression. Let's say they have cancer, you know, um, they have lupus or they, you know, they're on medications that are suppressing their immune system, you know, so um, so they're on immunosuppressants and they're taking those. So like every time I, it's like, I'm not surprised. Right. So like I see a patient, I had a young patient the other day. I'm like, shoot, man, they're, you know, under 30 years old. But then I'm like, I'm then that, like, I was like, fuck, man, is this going to be the time that I'm like, I need to get my shit together and actually be scared. And then I find out they have some, you know, comorbidity or some disease that, you know, and they, they end up doing a lot, a lot of times the younger people still end up doing okay, despite diseases they have. Right. Um, I've yet to see a patient with, with that's healthy with no comorbidities come in. And I, I didn't mention age, but age is also a thing I've had. I can just, I mean, just off the top, I remember I had, I think she was 78. She was older, upper seventies and uh, had no comor- comorbidities, hasn't been hospitalized in her life, had COVID. Um, and she did really well, actually. She did really well. She ended up getting discharged and out of ICU. Um, so um, that was interesting. I, mean, I do remember specifically that lady. So a 78-year-old lady came in, mm-hmm. no comorbidities. Mm-hmm. You would say a very healthy 78-year-old. Still had, active, yeah. Had COVID, 
You guys treated her and she bounced, correct? Yep. How long was she in for? Um, total hospital stay, I'm not exactly sure, but in the ICU, probably about a week. So she was in there, but it sounds it sounds bad, but it was we were, it was to monitor her closely given her oxygen requirement. So there's a reason people come to the ICU. It sounds scary, right? But which it is, but these, these, you're in the ICU for certain criteria. So if you're above 60%, you know, oxygen, if you are requiring 60% or more, you have to be in the ICU no matter what, even if you look okay. So like, there's no, cause if you go to the floor with that, like the floor, they don't monitor you. They, they don't have you on close monitoring. So you can decompensate and somebody may not find you or see you as quickly as an ICU. So we're going to be on it and see it immediately. So they, we, we monitor them closely. So she was never, um, she was definitely close to the point of like, Oh, you know, are we going to have to put a breathing tube in? But then, you know, she just kind of stayed stable, you know, and did well. And then eventually did, you know, continue to improve. We had her up and walking and moving and she wanted to herself. So that's the other thing is she was self-motivated and was doing lung exercises, doing the incentive spirometer and taking deep breaths and coughing and making sure like she was exercising her lungs, you know? Um, so let me ask you this. So, so far in this, we've said that a lot of people are older. A lot have underlying conditions. Mm-hmm. And a lot have multiple conditions. You're saying three and four. And they, have, they always have one of them. I feel like at least one of those things. And you're, and you're saying for some reason, 95% of this area, which we're in California, which is, you know, very, um, you know, this pretty much was Mexico and then it became California. I mean, we, we kind of stole it. That's a whole other podcast, but you're basically saying, have you seen most, your, most of your patients are, are Latin, but have you seen, uh, black people, white people, clearly, Asian people, everyone's getting it, correct? Yeah, I've seen it across the board, you know. I And I have friends that work at different hospitals that said, you know, oh, I have maybe 30% of the people on the unit are white. And I always like to ask that question because I'm just, like, really curious. But it, for sure, the minorities are the, you know, the ones getting it. New York, I'm not um, – I don't really know those numbers. I haven't worked on the East Coast uh, during COVID times. Um, but I know that, you know – it's more um, you're not, you're seeing more black people there versus here is more Mexican. They're in the middle of the country. I have no idea, you know, probably um, across the board minorities in general are getting the disease for whatever reason. I mean, there's a lot of times, at least with, with uh, the Mexican community or Latin, you know, they're lower income, at least in they're in lower income and have like multiple ho- families in a household. So they can't really quarantine quite as well. So that's one of the big things um, that could be, you know, maybe one person gets it, the whole family gets it, you know, or the whole couple families, you know, um, unfortunately. And I'm, I think that um, it's just kind of, like I said, every time patients come in, it's just almost like, I'm not, I'm not surprised with the presentation, you know, what, you know, the diseases they have, 
as well as like they're consistently minorities, you know? Mm. But I, you had, you had asked, um, you know, about the treatment, you know, the different treatments from start to finish. Well, you said that, feel, yeah, you said that we were, you said we're getting a better handle on it than we used to have. Yeah. I, I think we're getting a better handle on it. The approach is different, you know, where we're not quite like, we were jumping the gun early on in terms of putting breathing tubes in. And a lot of the reason there were, there were multiple reasons for that, but we were kind of scared, right? We were like, okay, are these, um, what is COVID number one? Is it going to kill all of us? Right. We didn't know how it spread. Is it airborne? Is it droplet? Is it contact? How do you get this thing? And, um, one thing that we knew was that, um, for sure that if you, during an intubation or any type of invasive procedure in the lungs, you're going to aerosolize the disease. You know, the, the, the virus will go in the air and be suspended for a longer period of time. Um, and that goes for anything that's spread droplet, you can aerosolize it and it can be suspended in the air. So we would want to, you know, we wanted a t uh, enough time to be able to gown up, be ready, go into the room, set up and do it very um, controlled intubate them under a, a non-emergent circumstance you know so not so if if it was an emergency now you have healthcare workers rushing trying to put their respirators on or they don't put them on because you're like you know they're you're worried about this patient dying so you're like oh fuck it i'll just go in there and like you know and then end up you know you end up getting covid so it's like you would we were intubating earlier on and then we also weren't able to use certain devices which I think we're starting to move more towards being able to use these devices. Um, and one of them being BiPAP, for example, and it's, that is a, it's called a non-invasive ventilation, you know? So basically it's a mask you put on the face and it assists you with breathing, right? You mm -hmm. can set a, you can set a respiratory rate. They can, and it gives them a certain volume. Um, you can set that oxygen and all this. Well, that's kind of like a lot of times it's a bridge, you know, before intubation. So like you can help somebody to not get a breathing tube. We weren't using that. We're still not using the BiPAP. Um, and the reason for that is, is it's pushing pro positive pressure into the lungs and there's, it leaks, you know, around the mask. And basically you're aerosolizing that virus and it's just shooting out of the mask into the room. So you're, you're increasing the risk of whoever's taking care of that patient to get it, or if not the entire unit, you know, if the, if the, you know, some of these units, they've had to modify to make them negative pressure. So like the virus isn't leaving the room. I mean, our rooms are just neutral pressure, pressure. So they're not even, you know, um, actually, and what I'm saying, I don't know if I, I should elaborate on that, but basically a negative pressure room has a ventilation that sucks air in and out. And it usually mm -hmm. goes out into the environment. Let's say it goes out, out the window or out to the roof. Um, so it's not escaping into the unit or into the hospital. Let me ask you this. The, the ventilator is, is the, is the scariest shit. So intubation. So is it safe to say you don't want to get on one of those things, right? Yeah, no way. Okay. And, but there's, you're saying, you know, they're not really putting people on it unless it's last chance right yeah sorry i kind of went off on the tangent there so we are we're we doing this to, less correct correct we used to put it in early because of the fear and because of 
we just weren't ready really. Like it was just like, whoa, you know, all these patients were getting intubated. Like it was like, oh, we're intubating five people right now. And you're like, holy shit. Usually it's like one person, you know, or maybe two, you know, but now it was like, people are coming in breathing tube. So now we're doing it a lot less and we're allowing them to kind of. Were those people breathing? Oh yeah. They were almost like. Uh, were they like, yo, I don't want to be intubated. Some patients that didn't want to be intubated, we wouldn't intubate them. Um, I'll give you one scenario. Can you say, I don't want to be intubated and you go, no, I'm intubating you. No way. No, no, no. Okay, good. All right, good. The only time, <laughs> the only time you can. That would make me shit on your finger. Yeah. <laughs> The only time that that could happen is if you're confused or it's to the point that you can't make decisions and like your wife or next of kin could be like, no, put the breathing tube in this guy. But there's nobody in the room. It's just you and your staff. That's the crazy thing. We can get into that too. So that's- Well, we'll get to that. But so- So we're putting them in less. So basically we're giving them a chance now because we, we know the virus. The thing is- Let's just say this, this is some, one thing that people have continue to have questions about is, is it, is it droplet? Is it airborne? Is it contact? What, what is it? I, the data shows it's droplet. It's droplet. But droplet meaning spit? Yeah. So you spit on a surface, you know, you cough, you sneeze and somebody, I mean, I, I think of this and, and this is another, you know, I'm, I'm an advocate. I, I kind of hate masks, but at the same time, I'm an advocate because people spit all over the fucking place. And you look at the, the grocery store, you know, you pick up a piece of fruit, somebody sneezed on it because they're not covering their mouth, you know? So you pick up that fruit, maybe you wash it, maybe you don't wash it. Now you're eating an apple with COVID on it, you know? So, yeah, wait, so can you get it? Let me just go back. Can you get it from surfaces? Yes. That is most, mostly transferred through surfaces or close contact but they're saying Fauci has been said you cannot get it from surfaces now. That's that's not true. I don't know. Either, if I, I can't speak to that because I don't know what he had said, but you can definitely. Either I'm wrong or we pretty much know you're not going to get it from a surface is what I believe he said. Okay. Well, Haven't was, you heard that so surfaces, I mean, unless there's like a big pile of COVID and you're like, oh, cool. Right? Like, like my mail, I still don't fuck with, but yeah. like I heard surfaces were much more chill now. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at the early study, you know, it shows how long it survived on certain surfaces. Like plastic was much longer. I don't know, over 24 hours. Cardboard was about 24 hours. You know, they, the virus can live on a surface. <clears throat> That's the other thing. So you can get COVID, you know, but if you have less of a, an exposure. So not as much of a viral load that you're exposed to, you may not get as sick, you know, but if you, somebody coughs in your face or coughing, you're in the same room and you're breathing in the same air, you know, you're more apt to get much more sick because yes. you're exposed to more of the virus. So let's go slow. Cause you're going down. I know you went through a few things, but I, I'll get back to them. So let, I just want to talk about this in okay. your opinion, or cause you know, I'm not going to say that you're, I want to believe you and you're yeah. on the, and I will listen to you more than I'll listen to another comic, but you are a comic, but you're really a nurse first. And then you're okay. So listen, but everyone's a fucking doctor now. So, <laughs> so let's just go to, so the thing lives in aerosol spit. So meaning if I go, hi Chuck, 
cap and something spits out at you, one of those droplets hits you, boom, that could be loaded, correct? Well, yeah, if you if your spit, if it gets on my I'm gonna my go mouth, I'm, I'm gonna go slow. I'm just gonna go yes and no. So then right. but right. if you're if you walk by in the air and you're breathing and you're gone and 10, 20 seconds later, I walk in that air and I have my mask on, or even if I don't, there's no droplet in that air, it falls to the ground, right? So it's dependent on, like, are you coughing? You know, are you just... No, breathing? you're just walking by. You're just walking by. I mean, my thoughts are, I would want to say no to that because if it's, if you're just breathing normally, it shouldn't be, an, it shouldn't be aerosolized. It shouldn't be suspended in the air. You know, okay. that's the point of distancing, right? So... So let me, but let me just yeah. ask you, let's go, let's quick answers here. Is, do masks work? I can't say yes and no. I have to go into that one. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. I can't. Wow. What? Ma- so That's we use respirators. So if we use respirators, right? We use yeah. respirators in the hospitals. And I had the N95. I didn't know how long I can. I used that thing until it was brown, dude. Put it this way, man. I've worked with COVID since the start. I've been to Mexico twice in units that, if there was going to be COVID in there, if I was going to get it, it was there. There were sixty intubated patients. Everybody, it was unreal. You're and an I animal, dude. You are a real animal. God bless I, you. Thank you, man. I, I had a mask that didn't really fit, though, but I still didn't get it in these units. I, I had, it, this was one day specifically, and I was, I was worried because I was like, man, this doesn't fit great. Because if you have a respirator, it needs to be fitted. We get fit, fit tested for these respirators. With your beard, it's not going to work for a respirator. I know. Yeah. So they make us, they make, I actually used to have a beard like you. This is my COVID. I actually, I need to shave when I go into work next because you can't really have more than a quarter inch or you're not going to get a seal. Got it. So, but I haven't gotten COVID from the beginning with wearing the N95. If you're wearing a normal mask, it doesn't protect you from inhaling the, the virus, but it will protect the droplets from spreading because think about it. I mean, if I'm talking to you and we're three feet away, I'm sure you've been talking to somebody one time, they're talking and they spit on your face. You just feel a little particle hit you, you know, and you're just like, in the last eight months, if they did, dude, that's grounds for a fucking beat down. That's a felony, dude. Jesus Christ. You keep your spittle in your own mouth. So wear, wear a mask though, right? Well, I I do, but like I've had everything I've had, what you had, I had, shit like this is you know i mean but what's it but it's dude i got an n95 i wore that shit to the toilet like it's done so it's like but like and then you got idiots like what's up dude can i get that uh chick-fil-a number two i mean so it's like to stop that guy unfortunately i've been that guy no and i agree with you it's like to stop spit i get it but like to to me, a virus is micro, 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 small. So it can go through any of this shit. Yeah, so, so that's the question. I want to know if it lives in spit. And if it lives in spit, as long as the spit doesn't have a huge viral load, you're good. Or do you have to have a huge cough or what? Yeah, so I think masks do work to prevent it from spreading to other people. Masks do not work. Like I can't wear a normal mask in a COVID room and expect not to get COVID. The N95 I trust because it it actually has a filter, right? Right. But 
the the mass work in the sense of you're not able to yes spread as many droplets or less droplets if you are coughing you know and you're aerosolizing the virus that that's possible right so if you're deep breathing and coughing you know there's a possibility it can aerosolize for and suspend for i don't know how long you know i don't know the answers to that but you know there's a potential you know if so somebody hold on. How, I, I got questions for a second yeah uh, by the way i want to i want to just uh say obviously i'm not a doctor i'm you know i'm a nurse but none of this information don't hold me to it so i don't yes i'm just do saying not that, hold that. chuck to this information he's just somebody that risks his health guy. and life every day, 12 hours a day, going to the hospital in the COVID unit and then going to other countries and doing it. So, but don't, don't listen to him because he's not a doctor. But, you know, let's just talk. So how, so do, uh, do masks work then? Like I wear my mask all the time. When I'm outside far away, no, I'm not doing that. But my question is, you kind of just said masks don't work. Obviously, it's better to wear them if you have it to spread it to someone else or someone else has it to stop it. But do you – I think they definitely stop a lot, right, if you're far enough away, correct? No, I think even close contact – like if you're close in a grocery store, absolutely, I think masks work, and I think people should wear masks. I think we should quickly get the mask off if we're not in a spot that we're spreading it to other people. If you're out in the park, if you're out in nature, we should be breathing fresh air. We should be taking deep breaths. You know, when I'm wearing my mask, I try to, you know, work out in my mask. I can't take deep breaths. I'm out of breath. It's it's not possible. Where would you work out with your mask? um, If you go to the park, do you away from everybody? You would take your mask off. Or in the gym, in the gym. You have gyms? We don't have gyms up here. Yeah, well, now they're closed. Um, but I, I, I train jujitsu as well. So that is like, you know, that's tough because you're in really close contact. But oh, yeah. I attempted to wear my mask through and train throughout this because I also, I think mental health is huge, man. And that jujitsu puts me, like, that's the one thing that I feel like heals my mind. When I go into jujitsu and I step on the mat, it's the only thing I think of. And I'm able to focus on that for however long I train. But, you know, I, that was where I, w- I, I was trying to my best to wear a mask because, you know, you're, you're rolling with somebody. You're right there, you know. Fuck yes. And that's got to be hard. I mean, thank, you should definitely do that. I wouldn't even get that close. But if you're going to do that, you got to do that. But it'd be hard yeah. to be breathe. Okay. How, my question is, how do you... I mean, basically, what's the most common way to get this? Most common way, they say, you know, from a lot of the data is like households, you know. Um, so does time play a factor? Like a walk by, a breeze by, a Starbucks by, all that stuff. Or do you have to have a long ass time? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> yeah, the time of exposure is definitely a See, again, this is something they don't tell you. Like, so a good amount of time with someone who's a spitter or a breather? I mean, not, I mean, in, in general, 
See, the, the, I'm I'm confused at this point too because I'm like, all okay. right, that's is good to know. It, in, is, in a way, in a this way, this is a nurse. This is yeah, good to know. No, it was crazy, I, dude. When this all started, I was talking to my friends, and you know, I have a, a lot of my friends are nurses, and we're like, we're still like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? You know, like, are we? We're all confused, you know. But you know what? I'm still confused because I'm like, how the fuck did I not get COVID? And I was eating slices of pizza, you know. 25 feet from my patient's rooms in, in the break room, you know, but it's like, how am I COVID, not getting COVID? You know, COVID doesn't like pizza. It makes no, no sense. I mean, 25 feet is a far away place. Dude. I don't care, man. You got, we're going in and out of these rooms. We're flipping patients, turning them. We're, you know, obviously we're, we're wearing the gear and we're cleaning ourselves, but are you Greek? Serbian. See, I knew Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah see i swear maybe part, part Serbian, but... i swear dude i read that like mediterraneans have like you guys and maybe i'm an idiot so someone check me in the comments and like native americans are almost i've heard three things mediterranean people have a very good uh immune to this Native Americans, which I believe, because they got through so much, and that O blood type is almost is really great to have. It's it's because they call it the caviar of blood. Mm-hmm. Did you hear any of that? Or is that just crazy talk? No, no, I've definitely heard that about type O blood. Um, in terms of the the races, I'm not a hundred percent. But to go back to what I said about me not getting it, the crazy thing is at that time when it was just because I had actually, you know, I, I, I'll say I, I went up North to the San Francisco area and I worked up there. I did a COVID contract. Dude, you're uh, doing so much. It's incredible. I mean, there's never really been a time that I mean, I used to travel nurse. So I used to, I used to just, uh, when I first, I, I worked about three years, two and a half years before I, I started, uh, I'm from Indiana. So I started, um, I worked in Chicago for uh, about two, a year and a half, two years. And then I just shot to California. I was like, I have to get the hell out of here. And I um, started travel nursing. So I did that for about three and a half years before settling here. So I, I've always had that, like, I want to travel and uh, get out there, meet people, you know, and traveling for nursing is amazing because you get to w- see what people do differently and you're not closed minded. You know, I go to a hospital, you have a nurse that he's only worked at that hospital and they're like, Oh, you're doing that wrong. I'm like, no, I've seen it 15 different ways. Like you know, one way, you know? Um, but I went up there. Um, I went up there and none of us got COVID. There was one nurse I would say out of, I'm just uh, probably a hundred nurses, maybe, you know, let's say 50 or a hundred nurses. None of us got it. And we're, we're in it, man. We were definitely at some point it was, it was really, really busy. And, uh, None of us got COVID. So that's when I was like, why? Like this cannot, that's, that's what to me confirms that it is not, it can't be consistently airborne. It's, it's definitely more on the droplet side. Cause I didn't believe it at first. I was like scared. I was like, we need to be protected as nurses, man. Like they better give us all the fucking good gear. I'm not going to go out here and fucking like in, you know, cause they wanted us to wear normal masks at first. They were saying, Hey, we're just going to give you the surgical mask. And I was like, no not happening like we need and a lot of nurses stood up and said we need proper gear yeah you guys um, need the best 
Dude, so you're by by being exposed to it and being in the belly of the beast, and you somehow not getting it when you're tested weekly, you're starting to lean that possibly is a droplet thing. Well, I mean, the data originally had showed it, they, the CDC had put out um, that it was droplet, you know, and I didn't believe it because I'm like, this doesn't. Um, the way people were getting it and honestly even the news the media how they were portraying it 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 put fear in not only the entire population but even the healthcare field you know and we were we were all scared and it still can be spread airborne right like in the circumstances we talked about but in terms of it's what kind of shocks me that how many people you know end up like how it spreads so quickly it's it's interesting because you know the fact that I, I just haven't, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my coworkers have not gotten it. And I would say, you know, less than 5% that I know have actually gotten it out of people that have been in it, you know? And how are people getting this disease? Well, I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people aren't quarantining. People are. In so you think a lot of people, people are being, would you say that a lot of people are getting this I hate to say this. I mean, I don't, I mean, I hate to, are they being irresponsible or are they getting a, a dealt a raw hand? Obviously there's flukes or what? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's like chance, like anything, man. Like, but no, are, are you, you're saying if you protect yourself, you feel pretty good. Yeah. Now. I mean, I think, I think especially I trust my gear now. Like at first I was like, is this this respirator work? Like am I, and now I'm like, no, it has to work because I haven't gotten it. There's the respirator works. The fact that I haven't gotten it on the unit and we all wear masks. I, they must work, man, because patients come in and um, who knows if some of the, the thing is we've really stopped visiting hours in the hospital. So like we don't have as as much traffic going through, which I'm sure helps, but um you know, I think a lot of the nurses are being pretty smart, you know, and they're not, they're not exposing themselves to a bunch of people and stuff. So is it safer outside? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you got airflow, you know, that's the definitely. Okay. So what about the no symptom thing? So that's one that I've, uh, you know, I've questioned because I'm like asymptomatic transmission. I'm like, how would that happen? Right? I mean, Number one, I would think they would have to aerosolize it. Like they'd have to like, maybe they sneeze from just an allergy or like get some dust and then somehow somebody's around that area. I, I have no idea on, in that case. But the, the thing is, um, I've had patients, right? Like this is what's interesting to me. We'll have, we'll test them. Let's say, fuck, I mean, sometimes three, two, three, four times and they're negative for COVID. But we're like, they look COVID, they smell COVID, they look they they have COVID. What is smelling COVID? Smell? I have no idea, man. I, I have no idea. But I'm just I'm just but they they have all of the symptoms of COVID. Their their chest X ray looks it has the presentation of COVID. What does the chest X ray look like? Loaded? Usually um something called ground glass. So it, um there's basically uh it almost looks like a pneumonia, but it looks uh has more of a uh I don't want to go too deep. I'm also not a radiologist. He's not a radiologist. Uh, not a radiologist, but it has it has the presentation of COVID on the on the X-ray, right? Let's say they have a fever and they they we test them negative, but we end up going doing a deep lung sample. So, like we do something called a bronchoscopy, 
We take a camera and we go down in the lungs, deep in the lungs. And we, um, you know, we take a sample of the, we basically suction out some spit. Out of yeah. it. I think a little bit. Right. And we, we send it. I've seen negative tests, like multiple, multiple negative tests. And then the tracheal aspirate is what it's called, but the tracheal aspirate from the bronchoscopy is positive. And we're like, Oh shit. Okay. Like they have COVID, I guess. So, and after multiple negative tests. So that to me tells me how many people that are getting normal PCR tests or, you know, they're just getting their nose swab. They rarely do the rapid test now, which is very inaccurate. They're doing the PCR, which is the deeper one that a lot of people hate, but that's the more accurate test. Um, but th- my thoughts are if it's that deep in the lungs, if it's that deep in the lungs, I don't understand how people are transmitting it. You know, um, like how would they get somebody else sick if it's, if it's le- like, it's not all patients, right? Like some patients just end up testing positive um, with a normal PCR, but we do see that sometimes it's not super often, but I, I I've seen it where, somebody's negative, but you do a leap, uh, deep lung, you know, do a bronchoscopy, the tracheal aspirate's positive. So my thoughts are there's people that may, maybe they're asymptomatic or maybe they are symptomatic, but they tested negative, you know, because you so can't pick it. So they're deeply, they have it. It's just almost deep in their system where you have to look for it. Yeah. My guess is there's just like not as high of a, uh, you know, let's say like a viral count or it's not as concentrated up in the upper airway so they didn't detect it but then when they go deeper then they detect it but see that person you said felt and looked sick correct yeah i mean these specific people that yeah they look very sick but i'm but and they're they're saying they don't have it what i'm saying is the person who seems totally fine and they say it's got full-blown coat so like my my question is how do you does it have to come from a cough or does it have to come from a sneeze see the fucking media yeah. Um, I don't care. I don't want to get banned for this. They, they, they're not specific. Like, they make it feel like this. Like, if you just walk by somebody, somehow they're admitting COVID on the you. And, like, what I'm trying to say is, did someone flick a booger? Did they sneeze? Did they cough? Did they throw fecal matter at you? Or what? Like, that's why I want to know the delivery systems. I think – for the most part, you know, it's going to be the droplet situation, but it's also, you know, if you get the a, droplets, okay. let's say, I, I, I think it's mostly, tra- it's mostly transmitted as droplet. It's possible airborne, but it's less common in the community if you're asymptomatic for sure, because you're not, I would think because you're not coughing or producing an aerosolized virus. The, on the other end of it, you know, the reason we limit the amount of people because you're going to get an accumulation you know, maybe it's one person that emits some virus, but if you get a bunch of people, now you have more virus, you know, that you could potentially be exposed to. So when I went to the protests in June, okay, I was freaked out because, well, I was far away but like, I felt like, what if all of those people that were mini viruses became one big virus and instead of six feet, it now could go 6,000 feet? Is that what you were saying? <laughs> no, that's not what I was saying. Um, Does that make sense though? Yeah. 
No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. No, because it's such a concentrated group. Yeah. So I think if anything, there's just more virus in the air, but not for longer distances. Unless more potent, more potent, right? I would think there would be more viruses. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just more, more suspended, or more just in general. There's the more chance of getting it, the more yes. people. More genes. So, so. My question is with the no symptom thing, do you believe, even though you're not a doctor, you maybe can't answer this, that if less it's not trans, unless somebody doesn't cough on you or sneeze on you or you touch something with them, would you feel that that's a pretty, that you're kind of safe? Yeah, I, I, obviously I say this and it's just my opinion, but I really, I personally, feel like the asymptomatic transmission it would have to be lower risk you know than somebody that has symptoms it just makes sense you know okay Okay. um how what is the recovery rate do you think of people with non-comorbidities um i don't have data or numbers but i think it's pretty high pretty high i would i would think it's pretty high for the fact that i don't see them if I see them, that's not good. So do people go in the hospital? Obviously, they go in the hospital, but they don't go to ICU, right? Yeah, people will be admitted to the hospital. They'll end up going to the step-down floor or something, um, just the less critical units. And then depending on what happens there and whether they go to ICU and then what happens in ICU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my question was, yeah, I mean, so basically what we've learned so far is – Basically, look, uh, in California, you're noticing in this one area, can I say here in Diego, you already said Yeah, we talked about it. There's a lot of Latin people getting it predominantly, but that's just, that doesn't mean it's only Latin people getting it. It's just that there's a lot of Latin people here in this, you know, part of the world. And you're saying there's a lot of comorbidities and, um, you know, are you seeing young, healthy people come into your hospital? I will say personally, I'm, I am not seeing them. Okay. And you have been exposed to it every week for eight months in different cities, in different countries where you thought you should have had it by now and you mm-hmm. just still don't have it. And none of your coworkers really haven't had it. No. Um, I will tell you kind of something interesting. And this is like, maybe I'll get shit from coworkers. Well, I don't want to get you in trouble. So, but say uh, It's it. not going to get me in trouble. This is kind of a bad decision or maybe I should have thought differently when I was in a a specific Mexican hospital um, that was, it was bad. You know, they had over, they had like 150 COVID patients and like a 200 bed hospital. Um, It was overrun in the ICU, which was like a makeshift ICU, like the walls, some of the walls weren't even real. Like they were just set up, you know. Where were you at? What city? um, I guess, I guess it doesn't matter. I was in Mexicali. So you're familiar um but you know um basically i was there um and um i didn't one of the the physicians that was meeting us there that we were going to be working with um he had not uh he was coming the next day um i want to stay or he was already in the unit so i couldn't uh he was bringing masks for me so i had gotten a mask from them, well, they only had one specific mask, you know, and that, that mask, 
didn't fit me. Like I was saying, you need to be fit tested for these masks. And I knew, I mean, I have a big ass nose, dude. I knew this thing did not fit. It's a uh, prominent, it's a prominent nose. But that's okay. It's got a very strong jawline. It's a strong nose. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. But so I knew certain masks don't fit me. It needs to be able to mold to my nose. This mask just uh, didn't fit. And I was like, there's a couple little, you know, I'm breathing normal air through this thing. It was leaks for sure. Um, but I was like, you know what? I have no choice. I'm going in. I could have just said, no, nah, I'm not going today. But I, I did. Um, so I took a risk, you know, and I, I knew it was a risk. Um, and I went in there and I was there for, we were in, I think I want to say we we're in the unit for six hours. Um, so these are shorter shifts. What that I did um, across the line, uh, the border, I, I basically, we would do six hours. Uh, sometimes uh, the doctors would do like, you know, they would be in there for eight to 10 hours even. Um, but basically I was, I knew I had a leak, uh, but I had everything else on. I had full bunny suit, you know, head to toe covered you know nothing was going to get on my skin for sure my fucking wrists were taped up double gloved you know all that stuff but um i'm looking around and i'm you know moving these patients around i'm like right up in their face and i'm like man i'm definitely if i'm gonna get covid this is the time i'm getting covid i knew it i was like i'm getting covid didn't get covid or you know i i don't um i haven't gotten the antibody test so i can't say i've never had it but i've definitely never had symptoms so that's for what sure. are okay what are the symptoms so the main symptoms are um fever shortness of breath i mean you can, headache loss of taste or smell um you know those are the main ones um but i had a lady who's uh a very dear friend of mine and she had it and she didn't have fever but no she, fever. she had no fever but she had a covid rash Okay. Um, and she didn't really have a breathing issue, but she just said she felt like shit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, body aches, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Body yeah, aches. Yeah. Very, very similar to, you know, very flu. similar to the flu. Exactly. Pretty much exactly the same as the flu, you know, headache, body aches, you know, fever, nausea, some people get a lot of people have actually gotten diarrhea. That, that was a big one. So they, um, so diarrhea. Um, otherwise, you know, the, the big symptoms like shortness of breath. And if you're, you know, if you're getting like lip cyanosis or like, you know, you're lacking oxygen, those are big time, you know, those are you better get to the hospital quick, but you know, for the most part, similar exact or exactly the same as flu symptoms. Okay. So what the message is why, did you do it when you had a leak in your mask? Mm. Well, um, I definitely wasn't forced to do it. I could have easily just went and got some tacos, you know, or whatever, chilled. But like, I just, I wanted to do it. Like I wanted to be in there and I wanted to experience it. Um, and I didn't really feel like I had another choice for myself to be like, they only had, I was like, yo, do you have another mask? They're like, no, we don't have another mask. And it was in Spanish. So I was like, yeah, I, all right, just give me the fucking mask. And then that was it. It was kind of interesting because it was like way different than U.S. hospitals. Like you go up to a little window and there's, it's almost, you know, like a coat check in like a club. Yeah. So it felt like that. <laughs> it felt like that. Like I was going to a coat check um, and they were like, all right, just write down like your size and whatever here. And then they literally just like grabbed me. So it was a little window 
passed me my coat, which was actually just like a bunny suit, and then gave me my mask. And they're like, that's the only option we have. Okay. So they just like issued it to me. And then I walked up to the unit. Like I, like you, my sister works at the VA. She's also another real person. Mm -hmm. She wants to do it. She wants to help people. That's what you are like that. Also, I've talked to another nurse in North Carolina. I've got my tentacles out there to check the temperature and I'm all getting a lot of similar feedback of this, but everyone I know and I mean, you, you even said it to me off air. It's like they want to help and they want to be there, but they're, pro- they're pretty overwhelmed right now. Is that a, a safe statement? Yeah, you know what? I mean, it, and, and this happens just in nursing in general, burnout. You know, I mean, you get burnout in comedy. You get burnout in anything. You overdo it, you know, and we have no choice but to overdo it. You know, there's not only, you know, and this is just me being honest, you know, and, and this is, you know, not only is it, are we busy and we want to be there, but um, sometimes we don't want to be there, but then there's overtime options. You know, do I want to make more money? It's always an option because there's a shortage. We don't have enough nurses. So it's like, I get texts, dude, I get texts multiple times a day. Hey, you know, you want to come in because we were short nurses. A lot of people are calling off because they're burnt out. So they're like, fuck it. I'm not going in today. So then that creates an opportunity for me to pick up overtime. And then me, saying okay i'm gonna go in you keep doing that and eventually you're gonna get burnt out you're gonna do it too much okay so you live in diego i've done some stuff in oc look i i i love people i i got no problem with orange county they're good but they definitely are a lot of people down there in certain areas do not wear the mask do you resent them when you see that not exactly um, I mean, it depends. Like, are you, you know, in an area where there's a bunch of people? I, you know what? I don't care if you don't have a mask, if you're like, if you feel kind of bad or like, you're like, oh, maybe I should have one on. But the people that are just bold and like, you know, fuck the mask. I don't, I don't like those people because those are the same people that are dicks anyway, you know, for other things. So I, I think people that are good people and respect like other lives or, you know, they, they, it's a good idea to just wear it and make people, other people comfortable. Like it's also for other people, you know, like other people aren't comfortable when you don't have a mask. It's like, wear the mask. I don't know. But no, I don't, I don't, don't, it's just, if you're a dick about it, that's when I'm, you know, that's when I don't There's a lot, there's a lot of people being dicks about it. I mean, yeah, no. If you go into a supermarket and just, just wear your mask, do your shopping and leave. It's not a big deal. And all these people are just such, Crybabies, whether you believe it or not, you're hearing from a guy who's in the front lines right now who's telling you all these specifics. So look, whatever you believe, you can believe. But at the end of the day, it's probably doing something. I think it helps. I mean, like I said, man, the, the, why do we even cover our mouths when we sneeze? Why do we Exactly. Exactly. Have people sneeze you know? in your mouth. Okay. You think, I think I possibly, I don't know if I had it, but I was so sick. A year ago, almost to the day, a year ago, the worst flu I've ever had. And I took a plane from Pittsburgh, did, did an event, did a show in Detroit, had another layover in Denver. I was, by the time I was in bed for two days, everything you said, except the breathing part, I was terrible, diarrhea, horrific, 
throwing up violently like alien, um, bad fever, shakes, aches, all that. Two days, cold presses, downing water, and sleep. Bam. By, by, when, by Wednesday, I was like back to life. How many days is that? Two days. Okay. But I was like down, brothing it, not eating, sleeping. Couldn't even sleep because I was so hot. And I was like, and so I took, I took an ambient to try to go to sleep. And I'm like, I got to sleep this off. And, you know, my assistant, she was so wonderful. And she was doing everything and helping me. And then a week later, she had the exact same thing, the exact amount of time. Hmm. So I don't know. But I will say it was in December. Yep. And, and I was in Italy in August. I was in Saudi Arabia in July. And I was in Hawaii in November. And I think those are three international spots. Yeah, I mean, you were traveling, you know, in general. I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, you, on those planes, man. I mean, but, And let me say something. this. Oh, and I was shaking hands and kissing babies, <laughs> doing shows. And my thing is, uh, let me tell you this. This is what's crazy. Are you ready? I don't know if I had it. And my doctor said he'll give an antibody test, but he was saying after three months, they go. So you might not even know now. So did you hear that, right? I don't think that's – I don't think they actually know how long the antibodies will stick around. Okay. I don't think that's a... Dude, knock on wood, I have not been sick once. Hmm. And I get sick. I haven't had a sniffle. I've barely sneezed. I had like a sore throat for like a half a day. So whatever happened, maybe I had it. And maybe I beat it, and maybe I got stronger. I don't know. Or maybe I had something else. Well, but I was mad sick. There's a lot I, of different colds, man. There's a lot of different things you can get sick with. I mean, the thing that's interesting to me is, like, all of a sudden, everybody's way more health conscious, right? Like, people that didn't wash their hands, they're like, I better wash my hands now, right? Oh, so With the hand sanitizer, they're carrying it around. They're the paranoid ones now. I mean, um, I'll t- this is kind of an interesting thing that um, – so – um, one of our infectious disease docs, right? I'm talking to him and he, um, he tells me he hasn't been sick in seven years traveling, but he said he would always get sick traveling. But he said what he did was he would carry the uh, like bleach wipes or uh, whatever sandy wipes he had. And every time he'd get on a plane, he's like, I don't give a fuck what anybody say. And he's like, I wiped down my entire seat, the headrest, the, uh, the, um, you know, the tray, everything. Mm-hmm. And he said he hasn't been sick in seven years, but he would always get sick traveling. And it makes sense to me. And now they're cleaning stuff. So I think overall, the fact that we're just more hygienic overall, every place is putting a priority on cleaning stuff. And we're also washing our hands more. Um, I think people are getting sick less just for that alone. You know, like flu numbers should be lower like this year for the fact that people are being smarter about, you know, washing their hands and, you know, we're wearing masks too. So. Dude. Okay. What about, what are you going to do with the vaccine? It's a good question. Uh, I'm not. Exactly. 
I don't want to put my thoughts on other people. I'm not going to take it the first round just because that's just me. I don't want to take it the first round just because that's anything. I, any, like, Dude, I don't, I don't want, want to take it. Anything. I don't want to take it any round. Mm-hmm. You know what I don't like? I want it to be a one step. I want one shot. I know a lot of these things are two steps, but what I don't like is um, that I have to take it twice. And, and, and the fact that there's side effects and it was pushed through and it was, emer- it was emergently pushed through. Um, I don't like the fact that I have to take two vaccines. And to me, that increases my risk for side effects. I, and, and I'm not in a high risk category. If I have to stay away from my parents for a while or whatever, I'm okay with it. I'll just. Well, let I, that I, nose I dog grow. What's that? That <laughs> nose can vacuum up a lot of droplets. Yeah, but I got some hair in there, man. Yeah, you served me, and it's probably the thick hair. Yeah. It's thick. But no, I mean. This is, he's a comedian, too. Okay. Oh, dude, what I'm saying is this, though. Dude, did you see what happened in Australia? No. Go look well, on my gram. I do know that. No, I didn't see it. Do you understand I, what they did? Uh, tell me. Well, they stopped the vaccine trials because people that were getting the vaccine came up positive for HIV. I didn't see that. And what, what they what, said, well, because, because it was releasing a protein that's something similar to HIV. Don't quote me. Someone will fix me in the comments. And basically the body was building up HIV negative things because it thought, but it was like a protein that mirrored an HIV protein. So it said like, like half of the people were false positives. But I mean, if you're going in there to fight the Rona and you come out with an HIV plus, come on. I don't think that's happening. I, that, that, well, it's on the news. So you can look at it. Yeah. It's on the news. The it fact, was on the mainstream news, but you. But they don't. That. They're not. It's a false positive for HIV. Well, that's what you hope. But I don't want to see that card. False. I, you know, I, I don't either. To yeah, be honest. it's a yeah, tough card does. to see. So what I'm saying is, who the hell knows? But that's just me. What do I know? Yeah, I mean, like I guess. Yeah, I mean, dude, I, I like I, I like my I eyes. I like two of them. I don't need a third. I don't know what the fuck they're putting in that thing, but I can't say that. right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why I don't want to go too. You don't want to go down there, and you're not like, going to. But I like I like to entertain it. Dude, to be honest, I'm I'm very much on that end of like I like to talk about that shit. I mean, in reality Go easy because you have a job with a nice payment plan. I don't want to get you in trouble. No, I know. I can say I can say something. I mean the thing So is, you're Chuck the traveling nurse says he's a little scared about this vax. Yes? <laughs> Give me I mean, a yes or a no. A simple answer, Chuck. I want to wait to take it. Let's just. Yeah. <laughs> He's not jumping it some time. He's not I, jumping it. They already. You know what? I, I just don't like. I don't like when people tell me to do things. <laughs> I really don't. Um, and and I feel like I'm being forced to do something. I want to be able to like collect my own thoughts and be able to make my decision. You know. But dude, I'm in the healthcare field, so they forced a lot of shit on us, man. They like. In previous years, they used to say, hey, you better, if you don't get the flu vaccine, you're going to be wearing a mask. And I was like, well, I don't want to wear the mask all the time. So then I'll get the flu vaccine. Literally, I would get the flu vaccine because I didn't want to wear a mask. Because I didn't really, to me, I didn't think I needed it because 
I don't, I'm not in the high risk category for the flu, just like the co like, just like COVID I I'm pretty low risk, not to say I can't die from it and that I can't get really sick from it. Totally possible. Right. Anybody, but I would say generally I'm healthy. I exercise, I eat fairly well. Um, and I don't, I don't worry too much, you know, but, um, that's now what you told me. You told me to chill out, take my zinc, take my C, take my D. You know what? Go what out into the sun. I don't know about just, all that. I didn't say all that shit. But what did. I did say is. <laughs> you don't take vitamin C? I don't take vitamin C, actually. You take vitamin D? I take zero supplements. Do you take zinc? No. Okay, well, then maybe you're just fucking lucky. I just eat, man. I, I eat, I eat fruit, I eat vegetables. I eat a I lot of food. Yeah. I think, you know, what's, what's crazy about the U S in general. I mean, in general, the U S has neglected people's health and education for years. Maybe they've thrown some shit out there, but we've just in the last, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe the last 10 years. I mean, since I've been a nurse, basically, I've been a nurse for like nine years now, but within like schooling, you know, while I was in school and being educated, there was a, a shift towards preventive care, right? Preventative care had become a thing. It was not, it, it was a, we understood what preventative care was, but to, to put an emphasis on it, that just happened in the last, let's say in the last 10 years and preventative care is let's eat healthy early on. Let's get checkups early on to say, okay, what changes do we need to make to be healthy and but you know that's that's new that's new stuff to the americans so a lot of the people that are getting really sick you know are you know have been you know you they don't have good diets you know they're not taking in nutrients that they should be taking in and you know they're overweight they're not exercising they're, they live sedentary lifestyles they're sitting down and they're not moving you know so i think if if you're generally healthy and you eat well and I'm not just talking about COVID, you eat well and you exercise, you're going to have less of a chance to get sick and die from some virus, whatever it is, flu, COVID, a, a, a cold. But if you're, you know, I mean, you still see marathon runners end up with cancer for whatever reason, like you see that kind of stuff happen. Yeah. But we don't know why that happens, right? Like they run fucking marathons all the oh, time. It could be I in their DNA, well. dude. Could yeah, be in, in their genetics. DNA. Maybe it's family, family. Yes. Um, you know, epigenetics. You know, what epigenetics is. Epigenetics? No, yeah. I don't know what that is. You don't know epigenetics is basically things that are passed down through your lineage. So okay, you that makes things sense. The terminology. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Um. I've got to wrap it up here. Is there anything else you want to say? And tell um, the people your socials. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, I think, like, dude, we covered a lot. Um, I just want to tell, number one, dude, you, thank you for having me on, honestly, man. Huge. I, I appreciate thank it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Um, for me, um, I, I don't have a lot to say other than, you know, obviously, thank you, everybody, for listening to to my side of things i don't think that um you know take it with a grain of salt i i enjoyed this thank you jamie um i will say so my social so at chuck myers underscore is my instagram um i will give a little background so i 
you know, I train jujitsu. I'm a nurse. I have a company, Martial Arts Med, which we I do. Um, it's a little slow process to be able to implement self-defense in the hospitals, but it's the eventual goal. And then on the other end of it, bringing health into the martial arts industry. So Martial Arts Med, at Martial Arts Med is my Instagram for that. Um, I sell apparel. Um, I teach uh, self-defense seminars. Um, I travel and I do CPR at different martial arts gyms. Um, and then at Dose of Laughter is another um, Instagram that I started, maybe company eventually, but, um, you know, bringing you on my show, that's, uh, that's, you know, what I go under is at dose of laughter SD. Um, and I've done multiple shows now in San Diego, but, you know, come out to a show if you're in the San Diego area, hopefully after COVID I can start, you know, being publicized and, you know, also, you know, start, uh, advertising again for my shows, but, Dude, I was I was uh, I was having a nice show. I was having a Louisiana Purchase here in, in San Diego. It's a uh, uh, you know obviously Cajun restaurant, but um, it started you know my first show. I think I had seventy people there, and it continued you know throughout that. They were like, dude, this is the busiest night we've ever had. I'm like, all right, let's keep doing it. Chuck, so, I I asked yeah. you to drop your socials. You went with the whole resume. That was yeah. Sorry, man. I that I, was yeah. I'm kidding, Chuck. <laughs> but thank you, thank you, man. I appreciate it. This is super fun. I want to do you a show with you. Hopefully we can do one when COVID is done and I'll come down for that reduced rate. <laughs> the reduced rate. Yeah. Hey man, it's still, like I said, it's coming out of my pocket. So I'm sorry, dude. Let's, for you. let's we can charge customers at some point. Uh, yeah. Let's, we'll get a venue and I can actually charge tickets yet to do that. So one day, but I love doing the shows, man. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. It. Listen, everybody, this is Chuck. A young, vibrant male nurse who's seen a lot. Those are his stories. He's not a doctor, but he works with them every day. Take from what this, what you will. But he's put my mind at somewhat ease, at least in terms of understanding what to do and not to do. Hopefully he's helped you too. Thanks, you guys. Peace out.